You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, good morning, and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. Maybe it's afternoon, maybe it's uh, the weekend somewhere, it's a day somewhere, somehow you're getting connected with Morning Breath. We are excited to have you on board with the show. I'm Brian, I'm one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center, and I get the opportunity to host the show today with uh, with my wife across the table from me. How are you doing, Emily? I'm doing well. It's a great morning. Right on. Do you want to tell people what you do around here at East Coast? I mean, people maybe don't know that you're uh, doing some things around here. They don't oh, yeah. see you as much as they see some of us on stages and places like that. What what, what do you do around here? Yeah, I'm not really a center stage um, human, but um, I, uh, I do missions and I do freedom. And I work with you and Leanne and freedom and I kind of roll by myself in the missions department and it's a good time it's a good thing i love missions and i love our freedom small groups and it's an honor to do it i also do some uh, marriage ministry things which is always awesome sauce yeah so if you don't know what freedom is freedom is a small group curriculum that we do it's a, a discipleship track it's a tool that we use to uh to help um really it's curriculum that uh that helps people kind of navigate uh some journey um early or late in their walk with Jesus, it really um, has as much as you want to get out of it from great theological, like early starts to uh, even deeper end things. And uh, it, it really has changed a bunch of people in our church's uh, life, really, their their walk with Jesus. I don't know, hundreds of people, maybe we could be close to a thousand people maybe in our church over the last yeah. five, six, seven years gone through that curriculum. That's cool. And marriage mentorship, maybe a, a shameless plug for some marriage mentorship. If you're looking for some help in your marriage out there, uh, we do have a what's called prepare enrich. So maybe you're preparing for marriage or you'd like to get some enrichment in your marriage. You could email marriage at eccc.us. And uh, we have, I don't know, is it maybe 12 or so couples that are uh, marriage mentors that are ready to uh, yeah. help couples? And um, you'll probably get on a list and we'll get to you um, as we can. But we want to help you in your marriage and your family and kind of growing um, in your marriage. So or getting ready for marriage if you're engaged and uh, preparing for marriage. We'd love to help you with that. And so those are things Emily does around here. We also have Nick um, over there on the board. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing well. Awesome, man. Thanks for uh, for helping us out. We are in uh, Jonah chapter 3 today. And uh, maybe, Emily, could you tell them how to get on board with the show, how to figure out where we're where we're at in scripture and what we're doing here oh yeah the best way is to start by downloading the east coast app i love the app it makes life super simple and getting connected with east coast we do have a website too eccc.us and you can find about info here at the church events and sermons that are from the past and morning breath episodes morning breath episodes from the past all that good stuff and we're also on facebook and instagram and youtube all over the place and you can call the church office if you want to, and we can get you connected that way, 321-452-1060, and we can email you or snail mail you with more information about the church or about Morning Breath and how to get you on board with what chapter we're doing on what day and all that good stuff. Yeah, so it is uh, all sorts of things going on. Actually, we're right kind of in the, I don't know, we're, we're, we're steamrolling through this year already. We're five, six weeks into the end of the year, it's February crazy. the 9th. It's crazy how fast, you know, five or six weeks can fly by, but... We, uh, we have a big weekend planned this weekend um, here around East Coast. We'd love to invite you to come be a part of it, what we're calling Super Serve Sunday, which is really um, kind of using the, the theme of we've got a big football game um, going on the Super Bowl this weekend, and we'd love to get people connected and serving and just um, doing all the things that it means to, to do ministry and uh, not just um, attend a church, but to be a part of um, kind of owning the process of helping people grow in their walk with Christ. And so that's going on at all the campuses this weekend. We also have a night of worship tonight. I'd uh, love to invite you to that. It'll be about an hour and a half of just really worship, um, pressing in and 
um, kind of centering back up. It's one of the things we like to do once a month is center up on, on worshiping Jesus, celebrating the goodness of God, and uh, we'll have a little um, time of prayer um, component in this um, in this service, and we're excited about that. And, you know, also um, one other thing that we're doing this weekend is we're celebrating 10 years in uh, at our Vieira campus. Woo-hoo. It's incredible that we've been, we've actually been portable for 10 years uh, at the Vieira High School there. Started actually at the movie theater in the avenues um, of Vieira, the shopping center there, which was the, the rave theater at the time. Uh, maybe Carmike it changed to, I'm not even sure the, the name of the ownership group there now, but We've, uh, we've been portable there 10 years. We've got building going up. We're excited to open that building later this year. But, man, 10 years of people faithfully opening and closing, setting up, tearing down, that's doing amazing. all the things that minister to really thousands of people over the last 10 years in that location. And so that's exciting. We also have some leadership stuff. Um, check out our website, our events page for all the other things going on in our app. And uh, But we're going to get into the Word of God today, Jonah chapter 3. And uh, I'm in the New Living Translation. There's only 10 verses here, so I think maybe we could uh, read it, read the whole thing. We could each read, read the 10 verses. I think you have New King James over there. I've seen Always. that Bible, New Faithful yep. or Old Faithful. How about that? Not New Faithful, Old Faithful. Very Old Faithful. Yep. And uh, so I'll get you started. You read um, chapter 3 of Jonah. I will then uh, do it again, and uh, we'll discuss kind of what sticks out to us there. So I say unto you, read, ma'am. Okay. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then the word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes, and he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let every man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. All right. Well, I'm back to the start here, Jonah 3, New Living Translation. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, Forty days from now Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least they declared a fast and put on burlap and uh, burlap to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your herds and flocks, may eat or drink anything at all. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning, and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Amen. So here we are. We're in the kind of the midst of the Jonah story. If you're uh, you're familiar um, with Jonah, you've 
you know, if you've been around uh, Christianity a bit, you've probably heard this story. Uh, and we get to jump into it um, here after uh, kind of getting spit out, after Jonah gets spit out onto the shore a bit and uh, kind of given a second chance. And I just love, I love the beginning of this um, chapter. I love the, literally the first verse. It says, then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. And I just, I just am thankful that we serve a God that gives us another chance, that it's not a one Amen. and done. It's not like, hey, you didn't do it the first time, and so I'm throwing you away, that you know, you're, not, you're not worthy maybe for me to speak to you again, that there's still a God who pursues us, who um, loves us enough to, to give us one more chance, to give us another opportunity to, to hear his voice. And, uh, and we see Jonah obeyed. Verse 3, it says, then this time Jonah obeyed. And I don't yeah. know what you're fighting or what you're facing today, and you're just hopeful maybe that God would give you another chance. Uh, maybe, maybe you'd recognize that God wants to give you another chance, that God wants to speak to you again. That he's not, you know, far off somewhere out there, but he wants to be near to you. And, um, you know, the, the scripture says that my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger that will not follow. And I just love the idea that God wants to, God wants to, you know, speak to you, that you could hear his voice, you know his voice, that you could be obedient to that, regardless of what you did last time, regardless of what you did um, 18 times before, maybe. You know, like he's the God of another chance, not just even a second chance. We see other times in the Bible where God will speak again and again and again. His love is is relentless. He still is going to pursue you. You're never too far off. You've never gone too far astray. I mean, this is a story where Jonah was literally in the in the depths of the ocean, and uh, it wasn't too far off that God was going to use him and um, was going to do some incredible things through his life. And um, we see we see the fruit of this of Jonah's obedience in this you know short chapter here, but just that God would speak one more time and that he would give you another opportunity. Maybe I could be the voice of God today, which is just even humbling that God would use me or would use Emily and I together on a show today like this to, for you to hear one more time that God still loves you, that God hasn't given up on you, that he hasn't, he hasn't failed you, he hasn't forgotten about you, he still sees you, he, he knows your name, he knows the, the very thoughts that you think, he knows the number of the, the hairs in your head. Uh, I mean, he designed you with a plan and a purpose, and there's so many incredible things that he has in store for you if we'll just hear his voice, if we'll just heed what he wants to do in and through you, there is incredible good to be had. And so I would just say, man, tune in. Just listen up for a second. Know that God is still in the game with you. He's not He's not far off somewhere. It's good. It's really good. I, um, I felt kind of in a similar vein of what you're talking about. I was thinking about when you're saying if you'll just listen to the voice of God, I thought here we see a picture of a king and a picture of a prophet. And the prophet's coming into the town, and the king could have him killed. The king could, I mean, he, he's on the king's turf now. Yeah. The king can do to him what he wants to, unless Jonah can run faster than the king's chariots or whatever they have going on there. Um, and the king chooses to repent, even though this quote-unquote lesser person um, is preaching the word of God, he's still willing to repent. And if we're willing to listen to the Lord, um, and sometimes it's it comes through an avenue that we don't necessarily want to hear, um, but God can speak to us. And if he's calling us into repentance and if he's offering us another chance, a second chance, third, fourth, fifth, man, nothing but good happens when we listen to the voice of God and when we heed what he's saying to us and when he's calling out to us. And 
Um, I remember one time when I was in college, my roommate called me out on something and my roommate wasn't really a like godly person. And so it was hard for me to receive from her. And sometimes you hear something from somebody and it's hard for you to receive from them, maybe because they delivered it in a nasty way or because you think of them as a lesser than person. You're too prideful to hear from that person. But God can speak through anything or any person that he chooses to. And would we be willing to have the humility of this wicked king who took off his robe and put on grubby stuff and ashes sackcloth, all this stuff, and just outwardly and inwardly showed and declared his repentance to everybody at the hand of this lesser than prophet. It's it's a pretty cool picture. Yeah, you know, the uh, the idea that there's some obedience here, and, and you know, I, I doubt the king was just waiting for Jonah to show up and yell, you know, hey, turn yeah. and burn, basically. Like, you know, <laughs> he's, he's literally yelling in the streets. I mean, it says that he just went about, so on the day he ended, that he shouted to the crowds, like, 40 days and it's all going to just be destroyed, right? Like, I can't even really fathom what that might look like. Um, like pretty in the, in the culture that we live in today, if somebody just shouting, you know, we're all going to die if we don't do this or that. But yet the king, humility, like, somehow he did that enough to go, I'm going to step down. The king took some action based on what he had heard. And again, it's uh, Jonah Jonah had to take some action. He, you know, God spoke to him to go and do something. And so Jonah took some action. And then the king steps down, which even just the picture of a king stepping down sounds like some humility there. It sounds like a yeah. act of going, hey, I'm not going to sit up here and just, you know, shout and decree something or send my people out. He literally stepped down and began to speak some things. And it says he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He became a, I don't know, a commoner, if you will, and was willing to go, hey, you know what? I'm uh, I'm going to do what I'm going to heed as well. And so, I again, it's just a, it's another picture of that God would speak to all of us, regardless of our story, regardless of our situation, you know, high Amen. and mighty or low and, you know, darkest of dark places, um, however that may be, that God, like you said, God might use an unusual source, might use an unusual thing, but yet we have a we have a choice in what we do with what we hear, right? And so yeah. what, you know, there's there's all sorts of theological debates on, you know, that God's going to get, you know, his job done, whether we do anything about it or not. But we see at the end of this chapter that actually their actions did something for the city. It, it had a serious implication to what happened in this city, that God didn't destroy the city, that, you know, we see at the end of here, it says, when God saw that they, well, what they had done, and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind. That I yeah. could actually change God's mind about something is a bit, um, it, it throws some people's theology into a little bit of a conundrum a bit, you know, yeah. to go, hey, I could change God's mind about something, or that God's going to do it regardless of what I do. And, you know, the reality is that I could actually act in obedience and that it would have an effect not only on what God wants to do in a city or that what God could do in a city, what God is willing to do in a city. And I, I don't know what your you feel like your abilities are today or what, what impact you might have in a city, but your obedience in your family, your obedience in your neighborhood, your obedience in this community, your obedience to go to the ends of the earth. You're talking about doing missions things. And there are people who have traveled the world, um, you and I, um, Nick as well. We've, we've gone to places around the country, around the world, and we've told people about Jesus. We've, we've loved people in certain ways that has had great impact by the grace of God in people's lives, you know, and in, in communities. And so that God would use us, the three of us, normal people to do these sorts of things and mm -hmm. to have great impact and that God could do something radical in a city because of it is super humbling, super um, 
I mean, honoring that God would use us, but he wants to do that. Like yeah. the idea is that God wants to do life with, from the garden. He wanted to be in the cool of the day and doing life together with people. We weren't just drones. We weren't just created to just do what he says and we have to. We have will and we get to do this and we get to do it together and see lives change. It's crazy. Yeah, it absolutely is. And what you're just saying about how we have a will, mm-hmm. um, this chapter really makes me check my heart in a lot of in a lot of ways, in a lot of areas. I was thinking about um, where wouldn't I go? Yeah. Concern, not just with missions, but it applies to missions too, because you've been on trips that I haven't been on. I've been on trips you haven't been on. We've been on yep. missions trips, you know, all over the world together. Um, and there's one particular country that will remain nameless that I'm afraid to go to. I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been there, but I remember hearing stories and I don't want to go there. But in my heart, I've said to the Lord many times, I'll go there if and when you call me there. And I don't want to have things in my heart that I'm holding back. Like Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. And right. if and if we can sit back and look at Jonah and point the finger, but are we really willing to go anywhere or do anything or even reach people who we don't have relationship with? Because when I was young, um, back in the 1980s, the kind Whoa, of... 1980, all the way back there. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of in my 40s Let's now. Go. I was born in 1980. And uh, back in the 80s, the kind of, there was a, there were things called chick tracks that we used to give out. They were, you know, a little booklet that had a, had a message of the gospel in it. And we would give them out to people that we didn't know and didn't have relationship with. And kind of over time, things morphed within Christianity as we know it. And not that tracks are not still a thing. I actually saw a trick track in a restroom like two days ago um, mm-hmm. sitting on the toilet paper. I was like, wow, that kind of wakes me out. But it's kind of ta- cool. toilet paper holder, I hope. Yeah. Right? Okay. I, yeah, something like that. It was in a public <laughs> park restroom. I thought, wow, that's a chick track. It looked like it was from the 80s, too. It was pretty awesome. But it was cool. Those are, you know, they've been really powerful over the years. Um, but Lately, the the new MO, I should say, like maybe in the last 20 years or so in the church, it is we want to have relationship with people. We want to minister to people who we have relationship. There's power in building relationship. There's power in ministering to people who you are connected with on a, you know, on a certain level that you that you know them well and that you intentionally get to know them um, so that you can love them well and minister to them well. And in this situation, I thought, and I've heard this other school of thought of, well, I can't reach them. I don't even know them. Yeah. I can't, I can't speak to them. They won't listen to me. They don't, I don't have a place in their heart. I don't have a place in their lives. And this is what Jonah's facing. Is he willing to be obedient to the Lord to reach people who he doesn't have a place in their life? We don't know if these people had heard of Jonah or if he knew them, but what we can tell from the story is he clearly in the very best had an awkward relationship with them probably had no relationship with them and did not want to go there whatsoever and what would i do if god called me to somebody who at very best i had an awkward relationship with and the very least had a horrible relationship with and maybe had no relationship at all and did not want to minister to that person how would i react this chapter really kind of messed with my heart in a really good way, made me check my heart, made me think about my motives and realize I can't point the finger at Jonah. I need to look at my own heart and apply it to today's situations and go, am I willing, Lord? Am I willing to go anywhere, do anything, talk to anybody? Yeah, it's good. I I certainly have some people that I like to talk to more than others. You yeah. know, there's there's a, a sphere of influence, if you will. There's people that I could um, 
communicate with, that I have passion um, for maybe their situation or their story, or I might have um, even some common interest, right? And so that's just kind of a, a baseline, you know, makes things easier, right? But we see that Jonah actually, you know, earlier in this book, we see that he was really like, I'm not doing that, right? But something changed when he when he uh, encountered, uh, you know, this great fish in the chapter before where he's in the depths of yes. the sea and, you know, cried out for God. And then suddenly his obedience, uh, it, it, it appears to have gotten easier, right, to go, okay, God, I'll, I'll obey you, I'll do this, right? But it doesn't make it any easier to have that first word with somebody that you don't know, that first word that with somebody that you don't have a lot of passion for or their circumstance. Um, I, I, I love the, the passage of Scripture that says, you know, that, um, that one waters and or one plants and other waters and, uh, you know, God brings the increase, you know, and we just have to trust that God has kind of primed the pump already, if you will. And, you know, the picture of priming a pump is that, you know, if it's a, a pool pump or a sprinkler pump, that pumps don't run dry. They actually have to have some, they have to have a small amount of um, moisture um, liquid in there to actually make the pump actually produce some pressure and actually work. And, um, you know, I, I just love that God has actually you know, eternities in the hearts of men, that God has put a place in men and women's hearts to be primed for the message of the gospel, and that when we go and we share it, and that we just be obedient to God. We don't have to figure it all out. And many times, I can be this way. I can be, I want to see it before I go and do it, right? I want to have yeah. a plan. I want to have expectation. I, I can mull around. What would that conversation sound like? What will it look like? What could it what could it feel like? And what would even like, you can imagine what it would sound like and smell like. And, you know, you get into all these like kind of, you know, I got to, I got to envision it first, you know, and uh, I would just really challenge you, just be obedient to what God's telling you to do. Cause he's primed the pump for those hearts. He's already began the process of softening hearts and, um, you know, getting people ready and prepared. And you may not see the end result that you want in that first conversation or in that first opportunity, but God sees your obedience. And in that, that ought to be enough um, to bless you, and it will bless God. You know, is just go and act, and go be obedient to what God is calling you to do. As this king stepped down, that was an act of obedience of him going, "Hey, I'm going to go do something with this message that I've heard." And so we get to hear incredible messages on the regular, like not just through morning breath or through you know teaching programs. We have incredible opportunities. Like tonight will be another one with a night of worship, and this weekend will be another one. And we have so many opportunities to hear the word of God and to hear. The, the voice of God speaking to us through relationships and small groups and just so many things today that maybe weren't even possible in an era. We look in Scripture back, you know, back in the day, and you go, man, you said that you saw a track on a, you know, in a bathroom somewhere. Somebody had left that, obviously, intentionally going, hey, this might minister to somebody or, yeah. you know, accidentally, I don't even know. But it was there, and it was prepared for a somebody's softened heart. And I just love the bigness of our God, that he softens hearts, that he's the one who brings the increase. He's the one who does all of that, and we get to play we get to play the game with him. We get to get in the game and not just sit in the stands and watch. We get to be a part of it. And we see Jonah here, who had zero passion at first, suddenly go, hey, I'm going to be used, and we use greatly. Yeah. And the results of this were really, really impacting. And so we're actually going to take a break and we'll come right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, just in, whoa, whoa, hold on. Just in closing, uh, Emily's excited to share something. I think she got something to say. Come on, Emily, let's tell us. Oh, yeah, I do. I always have something to say. Well, most of the time I have something to say. Um, So this, the theme of this chapter for me was really check my heart. And I feel like we're, we have an opportunity to hear Um, The voice of God peeling back all of our excuses, because most of the time we'll have an excuse why God wouldn't call me to do that. Well, God wouldn't call me to go to that country. He's 
he's called me to do business and I'm supposed to fund the kingdom. I'm supposed to give toward that other person going on the missions trip or I'm supposed to, you know, we have we have these little ideas about our giftings and our callings and we want to stay within our box of comfort. And for the most part, we do stay within our box of what, you know, what God's called us to do and our giftings and our callings that way. Um, but really, it's easy for me to look at this chapter and go, well, the Lord is already, you know, I've already surrendered. I've told the Lord, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. I'll talk to anybody, all that. But I have an opportunity here to go, Lord, is there any place that That's I good. really am not surrendered to go? Is there a particular group of people that I'm uncomfortable with? I don't want to reach that group of people. I'm not I don't called want to. to them. Yes, exactly. And and it's easy to say, no, I'm not that human. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go anywhere, do anything. But really taking this opportunity and praying a prayer right now, wherever you are in your heart and say, Lord, I surrender my will to you. Show me, is there any place where I am not willing to go? Anybody I'm not willing to talk to? And just let him speak to you because for sure there is going to be something that comes up and let the Lord shine light on that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's pray even now. Father, show us. Show us where we should go, how we should do it. In Jesus' name. Y'all have an incredible week. We'll talk to you uh, real, real soon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.